Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Something today's guest is super familiar with is online launches and running Facebook ads in order to build her audience. And that's why I was so excited to welcome her to the podcast because I work with so many entrepreneurs who are launching regularly and who are working with ads. And I really wanted just to get an expert's opinion on how all of this fits together and to bring a little bit of astrology to the mix as well, of course. So today's guest is Jessica Tutton. Jessica is a Facebook ads specialist and sales funnel strategist who helps course creators launch and scale to six figures and beyond. As a mum of three boys, Jess is action-oriented and a strong advocate for women who are wanting to pursue their passion, make a bigger impact, and create more time and money freedom. And I just love Jess's approach to business. She is currently on the road with her whole family and traveling Australia, and she's still launching. And she's able to run these epic launches while keeping her life and family in balance. And we're going to dive into how that's reflected in Jess's astrology chart as well. In fact, she's quite new to astrology, so I take her through her own chart and she definitely has a few aha moments in this episode. But if you wait till the end, you're going to get some really good nuggets on how to make launching so much easier for yourself and how to just get started if this is your first foray into the online business world. So I hope you enjoy, sit back, get comfy and listen up. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. I am really happy to be having this chat today with the amazing Jess Tutton. We are talking all about launching. We're talking about traveling the road with your family. And we are also talking about the journey through astrology that I'm about to take Jess through because she's not overly astrologically inclined yet. But we'll see what we what we can do through our chat and diving a little deeper into her birth chart and her transits today. But yeah, I'm really happy to have you here. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive in to your own business journey, first of all, to give people a bit of a context around how things all got started for you, what your background is, and how you ended up in this magical world of online launching and Facebook ads and all of that good stuff. I, in my past world, was a corporate insurance broker. Don't worry, I won't go into that. That's very boring. However, when I became a mum, my son was born 
with a rare genetic syndrome and I became his full-time carer. So I wasn't able to return to my corporate career. And for anyone out there that is a carer, you'll know that your benefits is like $120 a fortnight. So it's like corporate salary down to carer's allowance. And so it really made me think about how I could create my own career and build a business that could support my family that I enjoyed and that also gave me the flexibility to be at home with my kids. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just started learning and I started diving deep into the online world and I was really hooked <laughs> in learning all about digital marketing. I started learning about digital marketing because I thought no matter what business I wanted to build, it is always going to need marketing, right? So I started learning about marketing, not realizing that I was going to eventually teach it, but really just going into it with curiosity so that I could build my own business. And then naturally I would start to help people locally. Like I remember my mother-in-law, she had a local business. This was like seven years ago and she was advertising in the local paper. And I was just like, wow, people are still doing like that kind of advertising, spending thousands of dollars, not generating any returns, no sort of tracking. And I was like, that just really opened my eyes to the fact that not many people knew about online marketing. And so from there, I started like hosting workshops at my local library, teaching about everything from social media to Facebook advertising to Canva and just like hosting these cute little workshops. Then I started working with local businesses one-to-one -one, and then I was stretched in my capacity and I realized, hey, this business model is taking me away from why I originally started my business, which was to be at home with my kids. And I had to come back to being more aligned with that and say, now that I know the direction my business is going, what sort of business model is going to support that lifestyle that I really want to achieve? And that's where I moved into online courses, creating my own online courses, and then eventually helping other people create and market their online courses. So it's been like a real journey <laughs> to get to where I am, but it's always been based on how can I help people and how can I do it in a way that aligns with the lifestyle that I want to live? Absolutely. And yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? The way that we kind of have to adjust ourselves through motherhood, no matter what kind of circumstances happen. But that's quite a big shift to go from like this corporate career in insurance to go into digital marketing, especially when digital marketing was kind of like just not just, it had been around for a while, but it was, you know, we were just at kind of that precipice, weren't we, of like really getting into Facebook ads and launching and all of that stuff. Like it, we, we, we think because we've been doing this for, you know, six years now or however long, it's like it's been around forever, but really it hasn't. <laughs> and it has kind of evolved. We've had to evolve with it in a way. Like it's such an adaptable kind of space, which is cool, but also quite confronting because there's nothing to really base it on from you know the past we just kind of have to keep we just have to keep moving and evolving and and learning all the time 
which sounds like it would be something that is quite exciting to you based on your astrology chart as well, that idea of like being in this constant evolution in learning and adapting. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. So what do you think, because we've had a chat about this before in terms of launching. I know I've mentioned a few of my clients often think that they have to kind of copy somebody else's launch in order for it to be successful or there's a certain specific formula they have to follow each time for it to work and they and maybe there's this this idea that launches can be exactly the same each time or they can, they can always generate this amount of result or this type of thing given that you've done a number of launches now for yourself and for your clients what's your experience of what works in a launch yeah I could talk about this all day. It's, it's a topic I love to talk about. And I would actually say that it's good to have every launch needs to be unique based on your audience and based on how you like to serve people, right? Having said that, it's always good when you're first getting started with launching to follow a, I think personally, to follow some sort of general-ish guide. Like if I wanted to launch a course and I didn't follow else, someone else's lead, I would be completely lost and overwhelmed. And that is because learning how to launch is like the steepest learning curve. And so it is good in a sense to learn the basics from someone. However, it's also important to follow your own inner guide to determine the best way that you should launch. So for example, what I mean by that is like, you might follow someone else's general plan on how to launch a course with a webinar, but when it comes to putting together the slides for the webinar, you might not follow their formula slide by slide by slide because the pitch or the introduction might not feel authentic to you. You know what I mean? So it's like giving yourself permission to have a guide and to follow what has worked for someone else because that is what launching is, right? And it does help you get results, but also adjusting that to suit your personality and your audience and trusting yourself to make changes when something doesn't feel right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you that's a really good example of the pitch in, in like the webinar, in the challenge launch, whatever it is, you know, trying to copy someone else's pitch is always awkward right? It never, it never sounds authentic if you've just copied somebody else because you, when you're kind of putting your, your product or your service out there, you have to be genuinely connected with it. You can't be like talking about it like it's somebody else's thing. You have to feel like it's genuinely your thing. And so therefore you have to do it in your own authentic way. Otherwise, it's not a, not going to land with people, but it's also just going to feel really weird <laughs> to actually physically speak it out loud. And I think, like, I don't know if that's something that your clients have found or you found personally if you've tried to do it like that before, but, you know, I know that the pitching part is, like, one of the the most challenging for people generally, and that's because they're probably making it making it harder for themselves by not reconnecting with them how they want to do it. And it can, you can look at it in two ways, right? So the pitch and selling an online course that you've put your heart and soul into, the pitch is so uncomfortable because you're putting yourself out there. 
And there's all fears of like, what if people don't buy? I'm going to feel rejected, you know? So in some ways, and when I first got started with webinars and launching, I would follow a pitch slide by slide by slide because that was like the only way for me to do it. Because if it were up to me to create a pitch from scratch, I probably wouldn't sell. I'd probably be like, uh, here's my thing and then I'm going to run away. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. You have to have some support to do it. That's totally yeah. true. Yes. Yeah, but then it took um, experience and for my confidence to grow to be able to then adjust that to suit my style. And when I was able to do that, the feedback that I got from people on the other side was like, oh my God, this, I'm so glad you sold in this way. It doesn't feel like, like a typical American style pitch, you know, so people appreciated and acknowledged the difference in the way that I pitch now to how I pitched back when I was following, yeah, the formula, the script of a sales pitch. Yes, that thing, that comes up a lot, like, because being Australian, we have a very different approach, right, to selling than Americans, which it's it's funny because we also need to put ourselves in that in that mindset. We have to put, you know, put ourselves out there in often ways that don't come naturally to us as Australians. Like we're much more like, it's laid back, but it's also like, oh, I can't talk myself up too much. You know, there's that whole kind of a bit of a limitation there. Whereas, whereas that's not really part of the American culture. It's like, well, I have this thing and I'm awesome. So let's talk about it. There's a little bit less of that. Let me be self-deprecating here too, in order to sell, but it's a good balance to have. I think, I think that's where we, we have a little bit of a, almost like a superpower as Aussies. (laughs) We sit in this like space where we, we can balance those two aspects out. Um, I'd love to, before we dive into a little bit of astrology, I would love to ask you as well about Facebook ads, because I feel like Facebook ads or meta ads in general, there's this bit of, I'm not sure if it's controversy or stigma or whatever it is around, you know, how we use ads in our business, because there's a, and also a lot of fear about spending too much money or not spending enough money, or, you know, we should be able to grow organically and we shouldn't have to use ads. And I know you have a have a quite clear perspective or opinion on whether or not we should use ads. And I would love for you to kind of explain that and, you know, what you've noticed about launches, you know, with and without ads or um, why you believe what you do about them. Yeah, I think in general it's time versus money. That's how I've always seen ads is do I want to spend time growing my audience or do I want to invest in getting seen by my dream clients? And time is like my most valuable asset. Like I don't have much of it. I'm spread thin with kids. And I also naturally, I love funnels. I love being in the back end and working on funnels and working on ads. That suits my personality more than showing up on Instagram stories every day. So it's two things. It's time versus money. What do you have more of? And then it's also, what do you want to do? How do you want to grow your business? Because Facebook ads is the same as growing organically, but instead of someone stumbling across your content through it being shared or through it being found on Instagram, they're being shown it through a sponsored post. You know, it's still your content. You're still taking them through the same journey. It's just how they find it. 
So there's no right or wrong. It's how you want to grow your business. Yes. And you found that 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 for you has been has a, has and for your clients, I suppose, has allowed you that visibility without having to be on all the time. Because I think people find organic social media, which is just you know showing up every day on social media, doing your Instagram lives or your Facebook lives or your you know regular content, that can get a little exhausting for some people. Not for everybody. It often depends on often depends on your personality, as you say, your, your astrology or whatever, however you choose to see it. But but having that consistent visibility through ads, do you think that that's played a big role in the growth of your business? Yeah, absolutely. And be believer in, in maths and finding the easiest path. So I know you asked before about repeating launches. I've been repeating the same launch now for two or three years, you know, because I know if I put so much into ads, I'm going to generate a certain return on investment. So for every launch, like I know if I I spend this much or if I increase my budget, I'm going to get this much back. And so I can repeat the same launch now and get predictable results based on my ad spend. And the same goes for my clients, right? And it does require some testing and some experimenting. And it also requires tweaking and adding in layers. So with launching, I like to add in different layers for every launch. So it's not repeating the same thing every single time. Like you can add different things in. But when it comes to Facebook ads, you can get to a point where it is very predictable. Like I'm going to spend 10,000 on ads. I'm going to make 50,000 in return. And then it's like, okay, great. What if I spend 20,000 in ads? You know? Did you find though that that over like this is some a, a story that I heard from a few different people over the past couple of particularly like about a year ago say where Facebook ads were not working the same way there was a little bit of a maybe a blip it was to do with Apple I think and privacy laws and that kind of thing and things were like a little bit off kilter how did you work through that as well Was that a bit of a moment for you in business as well? I would love to know. Totally. Yeah. It was like a, oh shit. (laughs) But I love solving problems. You know what I mean? So social media in general changes often and you'll have two people. You'll have the people that go, this change sucks. And now I'm not going to post on Instagram because I don't like that they're doing reels now. I'm a photo person. And then you'll have the other people who go, I'm going to adapt with the change to this platform and I'm going to find a way to leverage it and make it work. So I've always kind of known like ads aren't going anywhere. You just have to do things differently. You've got to find a way. And it did take some time because even Facebook had to create some changes for ads to get up and working the way they used to. Um, So with tracking, for example, now you've got the conversion API. But if you make those changes, your ads will still work. It's just probably a few extra steps to get them up and running correctly. But yeah, like my cost per lead, which is what I like to track, is the same as it was three years ago currently. It went up right when those changes happened, but it's become good again. It's stabilised again now that they've kind of... For now, but that, like I was saying at the beginning, this is the kind of thing that we do now in online business. We have to be adaptable, right? We have to always be ready to shift and change because 
the algorithm doesn't stay the same, unfortunately. It's always changing. Things are always moving. Hmm. Yeah, and I also agree that you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So when it comes to how I use Facebook ads, I'm using Facebook ads to grow my email list predominantly. That's where a lot of my budget goes. So even if Facebook ads disappeared, I've still got my audience and I've still got my podcast because I know content is so important in building relationships and building a connection. So I don't believe on like putting in putting all eggs in one basket, but you can use Facebook ads to grow your assets. Awesome. All right. So let's let's have a little dive into what's been going on for you in business over the past couple of years because I have some thoughts based on your astrology chart and I would love to like hear your own take on how things have played out. So uh, just for your benefit, if you don't know this already, and for your for our audience, for our listeners, Jess is a Taurus rising, like me. I'm also a Taurus rising. She has a Sagittarius moon and a Libra sun. So the sun was in the sign of Libra, which you probably know yourself as a Libran, right? That's probably something that you're aware, well aware of. Did you not? Did you know about your rising and your moon signs? No clue. No. Okay. <laughs> So to just give to give a little bit of more context around this. So the the rising sign is, as I've explained in other episodes, the rising sign is how people see us, right? It's it's that instant personality hit that people get. So people don't necessarily recognize you as a Libran with those qualities of of your sun sign. They they are probably more drawn to the qualities of Taurus, which is that very grounded practical energy, like problem solving is a thing that we do well as Taurus Risings. You know, people come to us because we have this quite grounded, you know, naturally grounded practical energy. It's also ruled by Venus, which is the the planet of, I guess, love and beauty and, and money. And so there is that kind of, you know, I think a great affinity in business for Taurus Risings. I think we're, I think when we're in business, we're very happy because it feels like a happy place for us. Um, but also, you know, your chart is then ruled by the planet Venus. So you're much more affected by the cycles and phases of Venus. And it's especially true in your chart because, um, because Libra, your sun sign is also ruled by Venus. So there's a lot of Venusian energy, a lot of this interest in harmonizing because Venus loves to connect and make things harmonious, make things beautiful, but not just from a aesthetic perspective, also from a, you know, physical senses perspective, from a relationship perspective. How can I make these connections more and more, more and more beautiful, more and more, yeah, harmonious. There's a real issue when, when you've got a lot of Venus in your chart, there's a real issue with rock, with rocking the boat or for want or not wanting to feel like things are in conflict especially with all of that Libran energy you do have both you have Venus in Libra you have the sun in Libra and Mercury in Libra so the way you communicate and the things that you value is very much about how can I put things in balance and that's kind of reflected at you know when you were talking about your journey into business was very much about how can I balance this motherhood and work and how can I how can I make this feel better to me? How can I make this feel more harmonious for me? Um, and it's and it's all happening in your sixth house of work too. So for you, work 
balance and harmony are like critical. If you feel out of balance in your work, everything is like not right. You know, there's got to be that. And it also plays out in the work that you do because, and the way you communicate as well, because having Mercury, which is our planet of communication, it's our planet of thinking trade, all of that stuff um, in Libra means that, you know, and, and it's so closely connected with Venus. It's ruled by Venus. In fact, they're all really, they're all very, very close together. So like, you know, within two degrees, the sun, Venus and Mercury. So communicating in a very beautiful and harmonious way has probably always been important to you. Using nicer words. I don't know if you find this, and I haven't really tested this theory before, but I, I'm just thinking that people with a strong or close connection between Venus, sun, the sun and Mercury might be really offended when or might feel really jarred by people raising their voices or, you know, using bad language and stuff like that. Like it might be very, you might find it actually very activating when that happens. Does that, does that resonate at all? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, that's kind of like, I'm just generally looking at chart. It's obviously very Venusian. There's this real need for, for balance, harmony, seeing the beautiful things in life. But the way that your career sector works is, and that's um, your midheaven, which is the highest point in the sky at the time you were born, that is in Aquarius. So Aquarius being that progressive sign, also associated with technology and communication and all those kind of basically the world that we're in, this digital marketing world that we're in, very, very apt for that. But your um, your career planet is Saturn and Saturn because it's Aquarius is ruled by the planet Saturn and Saturn in your chart is in Capricorn. So it's a very practical planet. It's like, let me show you the steps to build your empire. That's how I would think of this Saturn playing out in your business, which sound, which seems very much aligned with what the, what kind of work that you do. Like this whole idea of Saturn brings structure, right? Saturn is all about structure. It's all about boundaries. It's all about, you know, how can we build a foundation that's going to leave a legacy? And Saturn in Capricorn is really like, let's get the plan. Let's make this work so it's repeatable. You know, let's let's really build build this out. Like, you know, we really in astrology look to that ruling planet and where it's sitting in your chart to know how it's going to actually apply in your work. And this is like the perfect example of, yes, let's put all of these foundational pieces into place in your business so that, you know, for yourself and for other people, because it's what they're drawn to about you as well, your public persona. Let's set this up so that, that you can build that empire, you can build that legacy that you've always dreamed of, I suppose. Does that does that feel around about how it plays out? Yeah, totally. Even in the way that I teach, like I love to simplify complex things and teach people in a very step-by-step way how to get things done. And the feedback that I get from people that do my course is like, wow, you've really simplified this and made it so easy for me to follow. And that's the beauty of that Taurus rising, which is very methodical. And what people are drawn to you by is like, you explain this in a really clear way, but also with that, um, with that Capricorn Saturn that's kind of leading people through the process in, yeah, that very, it's a very grounded, earthy. And 
you know, that is basically part of what you're here to do, but you've got to then link it in with the, the Libran energy, which also wants everything to be harmonious. So you're not going, you're not the kind of person who's going to charge forward at empire building or, you know, like, yes, let's do business at any cost because that Libran energy is really aware of the balance and the harmony and the beauty required in life. You know, don't, don't forget about all the good stuff because you're chasing this business dream, right? So that's really cool. That's what I love this for you. I love this about your chart. Um, but Taurians in Taurian energy or this fixed sign energy has been going through a lot of upheaval over the past couple of years. And I know that you decided, made the big decision to to go on on the road, to travel around Australia with, with your husband and your three kids. What kind of led to that decision? What What was going on in the business or in life that kind of led you there? It's so funny because it kind of aligns with what you were saying in terms of me seeking more balance. And so I had to come back because my business started scaling and was growing really fast. My husband was able to retire from his corporate job. So he was home as well. But I found myself just working. I was just like working a lot. I just had this moment of like, wait, I again, I started this business because I wanted to spend more time with my family, wanted the freedom and flexibility in the lifestyle. My husband no longer has to work. So we're not tied to just living in this one area, you know, why, why don't we do what we've always wanted to do and travel Australia? And then we just worked to make that happen. But it was really from a place of, I don't just want to sit at my desk and work all the time. I created this business for the lifestyle. So let's get the lifestyle. So what, what timing, what was the timing of you having that realization? Do you think, was there, was there a roundabout? Yeah, it was. It was definitely like mid-2021, which was during COVID-ish times. Yeah. So the reason I ask you that is because, and I've actually done a whole episode on on my own experience of this, but um, in 2021, you would have experienced what's called a Uranus transit. So the planet Uranus, which is our planet of disruption and change and authenticity, literally crossed over your ascendant. So your your rising sign in Taurus. So in in early 2021, it would have shifted across that particular angle of your chart. And when we have a planet like Uranus, which is a great disruptor, the great disruptor, it's called the great awakener as well, comes along and it says, shakes you up and it says, what are you doing with your life? You know, are you really happy doing this? Does this feel really good to you? Because if it's not, time to change, right? And it's kind of like it hits you over the head, right? It's not like a little, like sometimes things have been niggling and all of a sudden something will shift dramatically. But but often with Uranus, it's like, a, oh, this is what I have to do now. Like there's no kind of, there's not necessarily a buildup. It's like a, all of a sudden you've had this thought before, but then the, the transit happens and you're like, yep, I got to do that right now. And I don't know if that was your experience of it, but certainly for me, it was kind of a big, oh, okay, I'm doing that now. <laughs> like, and as a, with as someone with a Taurus rising or a fixed, you know, that fixed energy, a lot of earth energy, probably moving everybody, like deciding to do this thing is, is the decision in itself is like, oh yeah, cool. That's a cool decision. 
but the actual logistics of making it all happen are quite a different different story and can feel quite unsettling to somebody who's used to kind of that methodical approach to life. Um, so tell me about that. Like when when that decision kind of, when you made that decision, did it feel a little bit like, oh, okay, I've got to do this thing now, even though like maybe it was at the back of your mind, but you weren't really, you were like, oh yeah, cool. Like that's a, that'd be a great idea. But then all of a sudden you were like, I've got to do this thing. It was definitely that because it had been an idea that we wanted to do it, but we, we were kind of like, waiting for, for it to happen and then I just came home one day and I was like no we're going to make it happen we are going whether like we have this car or this caravan or a new one or whatever like we're just making it happen um and then you're right in that yeah the logistics did freak me out at some stages especially as I was selling my office equipment like <laughs> And, and like, I would have days where I'm like busy in my, in my office at my beautiful desk where I can shut the door. And, and I was like, how am I going to do this on the road with the kids around me 24 seven? Like it was, I had a few moments where I was like, what the hell? But then I also have a bit of a, uh, it'll all work out kind of attitude as well. And it's interesting because we haven't really touched on this yet, but you have the moon in Sagittarius. So our moon sign is our emotional center. It's how we process things emotionally. It's also related to what we actually need to feel good, right? And having a moon in Sagittarius, people with that aspect need to feel expanded. They actually need physical space around them. And and I, what I mean by that is like they love adventure, you know, being able to actually even though you've got all this fixed and earthy energy, which is very practical, on the other hand, like for you to be truly happy, you need to work with that moon sign and allow that expansion, that adventure, that, you know, getting out of your comfort zone kind of thing. That is actually like something that that Sagittarius moon really enjoys. And traveling is um, is one of those things that often really appeals to people with a Sagittarius moon, Flight, you know, meeting new people in new places, getting that extra like um, inspiration from people um, is something that's really, uh, really juices you up. You know, like that's something that's very, yeah, it, it inspires you in your work as well, I imagine. So it from that perspective, even though it feels, feels really hard to actually logistically do it and to move all the things and to let go of the physical attachments to the workplace and the office and you know all those things you probably still felt really drawn from you know that emotional center to go with you know I this is something that I really need to do for myself yes yeah and I have felt that as like as soon as we started traveling I was like oh my god this is living like going to new places and exploring and, um, you know, having adventures and seeing the kids experience new things all the time. Like I've had so many moments where I just feel so like, oh, this is what life is about, you know, instead of just being in my office and in my one suburb and not really seeing people. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely can relate to that. And it's not, it's not for everyone though. That's, you know, that's to say like, 
for you, it works really well, but it wouldn't work for everyone. But I just love that it's so clearly, it's so clearly reflected in that part of your astrology chart is like, yes, I love to be, probably love my office. I love my physical home. I love all of the things around me. And, you know, I love making my spaces beautiful, but I also am really driven to explore and to do these things. And, and yeah, and I think that that is it. Once you allow yourself to do that, to, you know, really step into your, what your core, what your moon, your emotional center wants, everything actually falls into place anyway, because once you're honoring that part of yourself, everything just starts to make sense again. And it all just works out. And I think based on what I've seen of your business over the past year that you've been traveling, everything is still working out. Everything is still moving along and growing. And and it hasn't meant, you know, you've had this big halt in business or anything like that. It's actually allowed you to grow in a new way and to have that family time and and enjoy life without and in balance without feeling, you know, completely hemmed in. I mean, there's so many things that we could go into here. There's a lot of other Saturn transits that have probably been activating in your business, but that's for another time. We could always have another chat about that. But as a Taurus rising too, I mean, I feel like that because I know, I know this, the way the transits are impacting on, on me, so I can sort of appreciate that things always play out differently for everybody, right? It's not like we're going to have exactly the same experience. And you have natally Mars in Gemini, and we've had a very long transit of Mars in Gemini over the past sort of seven months. And that kind of has impacting your money sector. So it's like, you know, it may have been like, oh, I want to do lots of different things. I want to, you know, bring in these new offers, or I want to restructure my offers, or how am I making money in this part of my business? And it has felt quite probably like there's a lot going on in that particular part of your business or life in general. It's like the money has been a big focus, I suppose, for the past six to seven months. Does that sound about right to you? I definitely agree. Like I've had lots of, in the past six to seven months, lots of different offers happening. And recently I feel the urge to really simplify. And that that's good. That's good. That that's This, this transit is closing out now. So it's like, okay, I've had all of these ideas. This is all the things I want to do. Now let's, let's like, okay, let's focus. Let's refocus. Let's move forward with less stuff because Mars in Gemini can feel a little bit like I, I literally want to do all the things at once. But then when it gets, when it moves on, it's like, oh, okay, that's why I wanted to do those things. But now I know which things I really want to do. You know, it, re- it then allows us to kind of refocus our energy on the things that feel good because we're going into a cancer, a moon-based house. So we're going to come back to what feels good to us, which is very nice out of all of the heady energy. All right. I'm just going to check if I've had any more questions for you, but I think that we've covered a lot of ground today in terms of launching Facebook ads, astrology, traveling, all the things, how much longer are you on the road for before you go back to Perth? Um, only another three and a half weeks. So we're on the home stretch and we are excited to get back. Yeah, you're excited. You're not nervous about the settling back into life again? Part of me. And there's a lot of, 
yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to do differently. I still want to keep that spark for travel and adventure and like living in the moment alive. Um, but I'm also excited for the kids to go back to school and for me to have more space to work. <laughs> yes. And so are you, just to check, are you turning, are you turning 33 this year? Is that correct? Yep. Sure am. Okay. So, so it's interesting because you're also going this, this year that you've been in has been very much about expansion, a ninth house year of travel, adventure, all of the things. And you are going into what I believe, let me just double check my little chart here. You are going into a 10th house year, which is all about career, business, public reputation. So from your birthday, from, from October, you're going to be shifting into that. So you're still, you're still in that kind of adventurous exploration, a bit of learning as well. The ninth house year is very much about expanding your mind and teaching too. Like it's both, it's, it's both learning and teaching and can, can, can potentially be on a bigger scale. But the 10th the house year, the 33rd year is very much about, okay, what am I doing in my career? How, you know, it's it's very much focused on growth, building the building a business, building a career, setting that legacy up. So I think you'll feel that switch. It's always interesting to me how people astrology just plays out, right? We don't we're not aware of it. We're not aware that we're going necessarily that what th- these things are happening, that we're going through these cycles. But when somebody points it out, or when we look at the cycles, we're like, oh, of course, of course, that makes total sense. Like we're in the phase of growth. You're also, you know, for a number of reasons in a phase of growth, your, your progressed moon is also growing. Um, there's there's a lot of things happening for you that would indicate this is just kind of the beginning of the building phase. So I'm very excited to see what happens next. But yes, thank you so much for joining me. Did you have any last thoughts on, you know, on what what people should take away around launching or Facebook ads, like what's something that you would often say to your clients about, you know, being in the right energy for a launch? That's what I would love to know. Yeah. I think it's that you're never going to get it right the first time. So you've got to just in a way do it (laughs) and then evolve, allow your launches to evolve and allow you to add more personality and more of yourself into your launches because the first time is always always going to be scary. It's always going to be messy. It's always going to be a, be a learning curve and it just gets better from there. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm going to add all of your links to the show notes so people can find you and explore all of the, all of the beautiful offerings that you have as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again and I'll speak to you next time.